Hello, and welcome back, everyone, to another week of Long Talks. Before we get into the episode, I would just like to talk to you about the listener support options for my podcast. Now, what is listener support? Well, it's just a way where you could support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. It's nothing necessary. It's not mandatory. Just a little, you know, help out there for a guy that has poor quality equipment and who's just trying to make a good podcast. So, you know, thanks guys for your future support, your current support, and your past support. And hope you enjoy this episode. Here's Long Talks. All right. This week, ladies and gentlemen, I have my good friend who just came out of the closet, Stone Norman. Ladies and gentlemen, Stone Norman. Yeah. Cue. Hold on, hold on. You got to cue the music. Yeah, I'm not gay. Uh, Not gay, but I'm here. But you work at Dick's. I do. Yep. It's pretty hard. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, No, it's fine. It's not bad. It's not what I want to do forever. Um, what do you want to do forever? I don't know. I'm taking firefighter classes. So gay. I don't know. Didn't you say you wanted to be a COP? I wanted to be a detective. Okay, it's not an, uh, just a narc. All right, I wanted to be a detective. I wanted to know what it feels like to solve a crime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on. You wanted to be like that lady detective on Law and Order. Dude, she's hot. She is hot. Fuck. She's like 85 years old and still hot. Okay. She's 85? No, she's like she's like seriously in her 60s, though. Really? Yeah, she's like 62 or 63. She could still get it. Yeah. For Dude, I just... Alright, I almost said something weird. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason why I have you on, Stone, is because you're one of the dudes... You weren't the first host, because it was John, but you were one of the first impacts I had... On the comedy world, when I first got into it six years, uh, six months ago, I just want to say, fuck John Frytag. That's well, all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Why fuck John? I don't know. He's a cool dude. Yeah, I, I like Johnny. It's funny because last last episode with Colton, the one you weren't on, you know, uh, <laughs> me and him praised John, and the first thing that comes, you're like, fuck John. <laughs> So I know who... We started at the same time. I got to give him shit. He's like doing a lot of stuff. I'm not at the moment. So, you know. It's okay. It's you, different. You, you go through your waves, right? I know. I'm, I'm coming back. Coming back, baby. Next Saturday at the drop. Come Ooh. on. Come on. Uh, sad, um, Hannah's actually going to have a spot. Next Saturday? Yeah. For yeah, the reunion. Yeah. Is she on Friday or Saturday? She's yeah. on Saturday. I'll be on Saturday. Dope. There it is. Um, we'll do a lot of plugs at the end. But the reason why I have you on is because... How old are you? 20. You're only 20 years old, and you have comedy under your belt, you have acting under your belt, Facts. you have writing under your belt, you have mm-hmm. editing under your belt, you do all these things, and you still pursue it, because it's easy to just give this shit up. It's easy, especially for kids, and I'm only speaking from experience, it's easy to pick something up and, oh, that sounds fun, and then just kind of go on and either give up on your dreams or just get sucked into the life that is depression. Oh, uh, but you don't allow yourself to do that. I look up to you as a comedian, and I look up you as an entertainer in general so where do you think all of these qualities when it comes to entertaining came from what are your like this is a multi-part question okay (laughs) where do you get your motivation from and who do you look up to and where do you think you get a lot of your entertainment qualities from different what do you get? Words are hard for Brody. What, what was the first question? Okay. Let's, <laughs> I'm glad I can edit. I know. Where do you get your 
drive to keep doing comedy and uh, where did it come from like why do you so, why did you start doing comedy i'm very competitive and anything that i do in my life i'm super competitive so uh colton i'll, I'll just tell you how i started basically it was me and colton um, your stories better match up by the way they will match up uh we just we always loved comedy we loved watching people on netflix <laughs> Uh, me and him became best friends in like 2017. We were hanging out all the time. I showed him who Tom Segura was, our favorite comic. Whoa. And uh, from there, we watched him, watched all of his specials, and we really wanted to try it. Well, the drop had just moved locations. Mm -hmm. They moved from the Dew Drop to. No! It just stops recording sometimes, and I'm not sure why. Anyways. The drop just moved from the dew drop and moved to the Aloft. Yep. So uh, Max Tidy, who was an old drop owner, um, one of my mentors at a young time for Stone and Colton, um, Colton messaged him. And he was like, hey, man, we're going to come out. Uh, let's talk when we get there or something like that. So we get to the show. Uh, it's on the sixth floor, grand reopening. The news is there. Everything's there. It's awesome. Wait, we the had, news was there? Yeah. We had Stuart Huff that was there. Uh, and Todd McComas. Uh, Todd McComas was on uh, Pat McAfee's old podcast. Oh. So, killer lineup. And, of course, Max was the host of the night. Max got on stage, was doing his bits, shouted us out. For coming? For coming. That's and, shit. And, uh, yep. And then after after the show, we talked to him. He was like, come out to t come out Tuesday. And For the open mic? Yeah. And we were, I was just like, we were like, yeah, you know, we'll come out. We won't do anything probably. We'll just come out. So we started writing some jokes, writing some bits. And uh, I remember it was the most nerve-wracking five minutes of my life. As in, like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I was shaking so bad. But I didn't even sign up. Colton signed me up without telling me. Because I told him I was just going to sit it out. That's what I did for my first one. Yeah. When I first went, I had a whole, I had five, well, at least I, I timed myself time and time again. Because yep. I didn't know how strict yep. it was. I was like, I have five minutes down. I'm going to do this. I got there. I started sweating. I saw John get up there and start hosting. And I saw the first comedian, or I saw John walking around. And I got there late and I wasn't sure how to sign up. And then at one point, he was like, if you guys want to sign up, come out over here. I'm going to be in the back. And I was just, and my dad kept nudging me. He's like, hey. Hey, go over there. That's where the sign is. And I never did it. I pushed out. I pushed yeah. out. Yeah. Well, it was it was a lot easier to get on stage then because before that, or I don't know if it was before. I'm pretty sure it was after that. After our first open mic, Colton created a mini stage in his basement, and he held, like, weekend blackjack comedy shows where we'd have, like, some of our musical friends come up on the stage, sing, do their thing or whatever, and then we'd come afterwards and, like, do our comedy stuff just to prepare ourselves and, like, keep getting better more times even though we didn't have an open mic. Uh, and so it got, it got a lot easier through that was just working with your friends a lot more, having that positivity through them. But also just, like, there was a point where I, I, I had a lot of help. Like, Heather, big help for me. Uh, she was my. She was a big critique at the beginning of my career because I did. I was being molded in a way of, I was just this certain type of writing or certain kind of help, and she helped me a lot through that. And then John Osborne, my guy, he's my writer that he writes with me all the time. Love that dude. I haven't seen him in a while. We got to write together sometime. But 
Uh, yeah, so I had a lot of help at the beginning, which also drove the motivation. But to knock on the motivation part of the question, um, it's just competing. I think seeing Colton and all the friends that I'm making in the comedy world and just seeing them on weekend shows when I'm not doing weekends mm-hmm. or like seeing them go to a different town and I'm not going to a different town. Like yeah. I want to, that keeps driving. And then, you know, you latch on to your favorite comedians that you see like Shane or Stavros or anybody like oh that. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's like all these young guys are coming up and it's like, I'm only 20. I got a year and almost a half under my belt now. Like, Which is wild. Yeah. And I've done shows. I'm featuring in December. Like I'm going to get that feature down. I've headlined my own comedy show. Like these are things that like, that you always come back on that keeps that motivation there. So, I mean, I don't know. It's a little different, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of me, dude. I don't know. That's cool. Okay. So, who is who is your favorite comedian now? And, like, do you think you pull from them in the sense of, like, the way you do your comedy or the way you write your comedy? Also, okay. follow-up question. I have yeah, a lot of those. that's fine. How do you write? Because when I first started, I found myself... Not, obviously, I feel like everybody, not knowing a single way right. to write or do the comedy. Yeah. So I thought, and I, you know, I can't speak for every comedian, but I thought, it's funny dick jokes and talking about how, how I went short on time is just how I have, is the same amount of time I have sex and all those basic jokes that I've, I've witnessed and listened to a lot of first time open micers do, like, how did you end up finding the way you write and do you think it's something that's not like a set in stone thing or just kind of what the vibe is in that moment? I, a lot of the stuff I write is, like, stuff that's actually happened to me. Right. So I get a lot of my material from what's happened, but also just, like, I like to have fun. Like, I tell a lot of sex jokes. I'm a very sexual guy. I make a lot of jokes and conversations and stuff. It's just, it's who I am. I think my dad has a big impact on that. He did it as a kid so much, and it was just, <laughs> like, I had to, I, don't, I guess that's where I pull it from. But the way I started writing, I had, like I said, John Osborne was a big help. He, like... I don't know. It, everybody has a different writing style. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a writing style. I would just say it's a delivery. Um, because anything can be funny. And I've been doing a lot more crowd work stuff just to focus on interactions and conversations with people in the crowd. I think I think I'm getting that a lot from Stavros, I think, and Schultz. Okay. I've been watching them a shit ton. But, I mean, I think crowd work is the most pure form of comedy. I mean, everything's pure about comedy, but when you just see a crowd work and it forms so well and you're on the spot, Mark Norman does a great bit at the end of his shows where he just lets them speak to him and he goes goes off raw. I love that. Um, Those types of things are also what motivates me. It, it, It keeps you polished. It keeps you fresh. It keeps you sharpened because, like, you can write as much as you want, but as soon as you have that little bump, that little slip up where that crowd's, like, didn't like that joke or they really did like that joke and you can turn a normal conversation into an absolute murder that's that's for me is what like holds my jokes even beyond i think okay yeah so just then this is just me asking a a young comedian to a more experienced comedian do you think it's necessary to have crowd work or is that kind of based on because i i'm trying crowd i'm in the stage of my comedic rise right now where I'm letting myself do more crowd work or intentionally doing yeah. it because I, I have seen the benefit, especially with you. Um, you know, I've come out to one of your shows when out at the market in Valpo mm-hmm. um, and I've just seen the way you do crowd work, especially when you host. It's great. It works out. I, you know, uh, I think you're right 
in your statement of, you know, it, it makes your jokes go further than what you even anticipated. Um, so do you think it's necessary to have crowd work? It's not a set in stone thing, I don't think. I think it more goes of like, if you're comfortable with doing it, and you have that confidence of doing it. Like, the biggest advice that I ever got was treating your audience like it's your lunch table. Um, and that was the biggest help I ever got because every conversation now is easier. Like, I'm just, all the jokes that you're afraid to say to a person or all the roast you're afraid to say. I roast a lot of people. That's most of my crowd work. Yeah. It's just roasting. And it's just, and then you ask what they do and then, you know, you go off that, whatever. But I don't think it's necessary. Like Tom, for experience, he doesn't do a lot of crowd work Mm -mm. at any of his shows. No. I've been to, I think, only one of his shows. Even Bird's show, he doesn't do any crowd work. No. Like, I've never been to one of their smaller shows. I've only been like to a theater or stadium. Or, so. Yeah, or the baseball. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know about those guys, but people like Stavros and Schultz, who's still big at selling out stadium, he's special. He was doing crowd work. Yeah. Like, that proves how sharp guys are, I think, in my opinion. That's just me, though. I think it proves a sense it proves a level of comedy of where you're at. Like, I don't I don't put Schultz above Segura, though, because of his crowd work. Right. But... Do you don't do you not put him above that just because of, like, the numbers or just because of your likeness of the two? You're like, I like Tom Moore just because his jokes hit harder. I like Tom Moore because I've been watching Tom since, like, 2014. Okay. Like, so I, since the beginning. Since the beginning, bro. Like... Uh, I think it was White Girls with Cornrows or something like that. <laughs> like, that's one of his earlier stuff, man. I yeah. love that. Oh, the midget bit is so funny that he has. <laughs> oh so God. good. So good. Um, but, I like uh, the ball hog one of the guy with Tourette's. Yeah. That's one of my favorite bits from him. Because <laughs> so, he just, his little high-pitched voices he does, like, yeah. oh my God, they crack me up. And that's the thing, too, is like, Tom's just doing what he does. Like, that's just himself on stage. I think that's the biggest part of like newer comedians that start out and that's what they're afraid of is like having a certain writing style or having a certain blah blah blah. I think like if you just go up there and do what you want and do what and say what you want to say if it's not, you know, horrible or whatever, but mm-hmm. um I think that's the biggest advice I can give cuz once I started crowd working out that I I feel like myself when I crowd work like yeah. when I'm roasting my friends or something like I'm always roasting people so I like to do that it's fun and it comes out naturally I don't mean to do it sometimes it just comes <laughs> out Yeah speaking but. speaking from somebody you have roasted I think you do do better I think it's a great connection to get into that next bit by crowd work. Yeah, so it's exactly. Like, hey, this guy looks like he just invaded the Capitol last month. And yeah. then you get into, a, you know, it's whatever. It's an easier transition. Yeah. yeah. And also, too, you can always, like, rely on your jokes. That's the fun thing about it is you're always going to have those with you. Yeah. So when you do crowd work and you get in a tough spot, I the, the one advice I always got that I hated was is that you can get caught up in crowd work. You can. For sure. Yeah. Like, I've asked plenty of people what they do for work, and it's some boring-ass job. Yeah, and you're like, ah. But that's funny. Yeah. That's so funny. You just make fun of the stupid shit or the boring stuff that nobody likes. You just make fun of it. And if you can't make fun of it, then you make fun of yourself for asking. Or just do so- – there's always an alternative. There's always an alternative. There's something I tell myself when I try to do crowd work is bring to light the doll. Yeah. Because when you do that, it, people just forget to laugh at themselves or the just mundaneness that is 
your life. I, I love darkness and crowd work. So like if somebody <laughs> if somebody's a school teacher, I'm you know they have depression. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if they're a cop, they're fat and cheating on their wife, or their wife's right. cheating on them. You know, it's like it's a it, there's a lot of things. It, it's just knowledge too. Like I lot I I watch a lot of people that roast. Yeah. On stage too, like David Lucas, Adam Ray. Oh my dude, murderers, man. Those guys. That that's what I'm saying. I think crowd work sharpens you so well, and it keeps you so humble too. Because if you do really good at crowd work and your jokes suck, then it's a line. You yeah. know what I mean, you gotta get, and then you find out what you're good at. But I don't know. I I feel like you need to do it a little bit more. I've seen you do some stuff. Yeah, I have. A, I like I said, I'm just now getting into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't. I can't say I'm really good at it at all right now. I've getting. I'm getting into it. And I'm getting more comfortable. But I do. You know, to back up what you're saying, I do see myself being a little bit more loose on stage when I do yeah. crowd work. I see myself being able to get in my bits easier, and I see myself off stage getting better at writing just by doing crowd work. Because yeah. I'm like, I reference that moment, and I'm like, oh yeah. When it I opens up new jokes. Exactly, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, yeah, and it's just basically if you just live your life as a comedian. That's what makes the funny funny. Mm-hmm. Like I thought this is a weird. I don't know if everybody thinks like this. When I started comedy, I'm like, man, I have to live myself. You know, live my life a certain way. Or I got to yep. do things a certain yep. way and alter my life. But that made it not funny. There was like a month time frame where I just tried to do that, and I was like, this is not me. This is not who I am. It didn't feel right. My jokes weren't funny. My delivery wasn't funny. And then I just started living my life again. And then I went to the drop one night and fucking killed. I was like, whoa, okay. So like. You just get an idea of, and it really yeah. is just time in the practice or time in the yard, just practicing over and over again. I get so, like, I get nervous quite a bit now that, like, I'm more into it because, one, I'm not totally every weekend like I used to be. And secondly, I'm, I'm in a new town quite frequently. That's what scares me. Oh, so you're like an audience you don't know. I don't know, yeah. Like, I, I know the South Bend audience. I know the Elkar audience. I know the Valpo audience. Yeah. I know all of them. Fort Wayne even. But, dude, I when I, got, when I go to Indy or something like that, it fucking flips me out. Have you been to Indy doing comedy? No, not dude, yet. I, so... Fort Wayne still scares me. Fort, Fort Wayne, is, it's wild because yeah. it's a different scene. And you should, by the way, you should come with me Wednesday and just, uh, I'm, I'm, I have a spot Wednesday. Like you have to sign up for it a month in advance. Really? But yeah. So I, I have this Wednesday. I'm on the list. Oh, damn. But there's still bucket pools. Mm. Kind of like Kill Tony. They'll do bucket pools. And there's like five or six slots within all of like the 20 comedians that are there. Damn. That you can get a bucket pool on. Um, and they do, sometimes they do like two or three extra than what they have slotted. So you have a really good chance of getting pulled and going up. Uh, with that being said, uh, I really love the place in Fort Wayne that I go to because it is a different environment. It is a different set of people, and a lot of the times there's more audience versus just comedians. Yeah. There yeah. was one time where it was just comedians, and it was, you know that's fine. But nine times out of ten, it's been a good, good pinch full of audience. So you get to feel like or you get to feel it's if a this crowd joke, reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this joke is actually funny or not, and there's more crowd work that you can do. I yeah. <laughs> that's what scares me, man. Is that like. <laughs> That's such a big test, like going into a new town. Like, I'm featuring in December, so I'm like, I'm kind of nervous. Cause, like at Valpo, at the market. Whoa! Yeah, so I'm scared a little bit because like that's like ten or fifteen or whatever, but that's not a big deal. But the big deal is that, like, that's a packed. I've never been 
to the market on a packed house before. Yeah. Like, completely sold out. What day is that so I can come? I think the 15th. Okay. Yeah. Block the shit out so I can go to that. I'm going to carpool with a shitload of people. So. Are you going to... Have you been trying to go out to uh, Valpo more to get mm-hmm. into that? I've been, at the, I've been doing our own mics at Dodge and stuff like that. We're yeah. doing one this week, so... Cool. We have a we have Danny Ray coming back out. He had a lot of people last week that were going to come out, but... They didn't? Yeah, we didn't have it last week. Oh, you didn't sick. have it last week? I was sick. Oh, that's right. That's a bummer. Been sick this whole week, man. Yeah, just so, got over so it. Was, yeah, so was I. I actually left work early Thursday because I just felt like shit and I could not. I only had like two or three hours left, but I, I felt like crap. Yeah, it sucks, but that, I was scared. I was like, I'm such an overdramatic when I get sick. I called, <laughs> I called my mom. I was like, Isn't mom, every guy? Yeah, every guy. is. My sister called it a man cold. We're like, guys over... Like, I'm like, whatever, dude. Shut up, I'm sick. Yeah, I just stayed in my room and bitched about how I was sick for four hours every day, you know? Yeah, I'm the same exact way. I'm a a big pussy when it comes to getting sick. Yeah. But I will say, um, I used to compete doing magic. And uh, when I had one of my... (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Uh, That doesn't get girls. I don't know what that that is. That was a strong flex. No, uh, when I I did win, so... (laughs) For six years ago. Oh my Eight god! Eight to twelve. Anyway, you still got ribbons, dude. I got trophies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't know where they're at. But uh, I threw up before almost like I got sick before almost every performance each year for six years straight. And one year I threw up a bunch right before I went on, and I was dressed like Elvis Presley, and my hair was dyed black, and I like <laughs> <laughs> and like just the heat of the hair reflecting off the sun made me even more sick. And my dad thought I was being a little pussy. He's like, no, get on stage, quit acting. But I was actually genuinely sick. I used to throw up before every football game. So That's I think a real thing. Yeah, so I think, I don't know, it's weird how now that I don't get, like, sick nervous. I still do. I get the, the pre-show shits. Like, as soon as I get on, I'm like, I got a shit. Yeah, I it's so weird. It's so weird. Dude. Like, is it like five minutes or like you get to the mic and you're like, oh, I, hold on, I have to go poop now. Yeah, it's like it's like two minutes before I go on stage. Like, oh, it's it's like not like horrible. Time. It's not like horrible, but it's like, it's there. It's there, yeah. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's lingering. Yeah. And then once I get off, it like goes away. So it's just like my nervousness cleaning everything out. Instead of throw, I'm glad it's not throw up. That'd be so weird. Yeah, you see me, see me in the back of the room <laughs> and then I just go on stage with that stage. Dank breath, bro. Oh my god. And then the next comic that comes out was like, what the fuck is on this mic, dude? What the hell? It's so funny. Holy shit. I think next time you do host, wherever you're at, you should have like a stink stink spray and just spray it on there right before. So they just have to go through that, fighting through that smell. I had some girl that I was crowd working with and like, she was like one of those spit talkers from like bench warmers. Ooh, yeah. Like Sam, what was his name? Sammy. Sammy uh, Sprinkler. Yeah, dude. She was like, I was like, I was getting sprayed, man. And it was like an elevated stage and all. Oh. And I was like, dude, she is shooting right now. <laughs> <laughs> did you comment on it? No. Oh, how did you not? I didn't. Well, I got off and I, I wasn't hosting. So it was like the end of my time. Oh, so it would have been like a weird yeah. thing to do. Okay. <laughs> I would just made fun of her and left the stage. <laughs> wow, you suck. Bye. Yeah, it's so funny. I was like, I just got squirted on by her teeth. <laughs> you know, that's uh, so funny. So, what are your like realistic goals you have? <laughs> Actually, while we're still on the subject of crowd work, um, what do you suggest to newer comedians uh, coming up that are just started? Maybe there's a first mic, or they're contemplating a first mic. 
when it comes to crowd work, what do you suggest? Like, is there a formula? Research, or? watch comedians crowd work. That's all you gotta do. Um, just watch everything you can. Learn what to say. Learn. There's sort of a format, honestly. Like, asking what they do, go into it a little bit, family, if it's a couple, like... Watch those things, study what the the kind of format to ask questions is, mm-hmm. and then just be yourself and react to it. Yeah. Like, that's think, the biggest part. I think that's the best advice is be yourself while you do the format. Because I, I agree. Yeah. I see people ask the same questions all the time. But that's not like – what's it called when you um, – or like a comic that nobody likes? Uh, hack. A piece of shit. A hack. <laughs> it's like when you – it's not hacky – to like ask them what they do because it, it you know obviously comes off as a gen, uh, a genuine question I'm yeah. sure it is but sometimes it opens up gold mine like opens up gold sometimes it can be like oh I'm I'm a I'm a talent I like to hit on the same people like if, so if the I'm usually the crowd work comedian yeah. on every single like show you're on yeah so like if I go and somebody's already hitting on that group I'm not gonna not hit that group yeah I'm that's the first people I'm going to because yeah. they're warmed up already yeah they have something to say because the other comic just talked to them and had a conversation probably got roasted they're gonna want to fire back and guess what I'm taking that shit and I'm running with it yeah that's me like I want all the smoke that's gonna come with me okay like when I was just at the show in Michigan I hosted that show I did tons of crowd work because to be honest, my joke, I don't know what it is, but older black people love my jokes. <laughs> and they love me when I roast people. Like, when I roast black people, older uh, black people love me when I do that. So I was like, I did it the entire time. And it worked. It, it was fun. And they were roasting back, which was the fun part. Uh-huh. I had the, oh my God, I had this one lady, dude. She just wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> so then I just shut her down. And I was like, listen, lady. You gotta shut up. And there was an autistic guy that was on the yeah. on the show, and I was like, "I'll have him fuck you, and then, <laughs> and then you'll be stupid." And that's what I said. And the guy was like, "Yeah!" So, it was all good. It worked. That's it was, hilarious. Yeah, it was pretty funny. How did that uh, show go, by the way? It was fun. It got recorded. I, like, I was gonna ask you, when is that gonna get released? December something. Holy the, shit! I have to wait. The that first long. week of December, I think, is when it is. I hope so. I want clips from that, dude. Yeah, that's like, gonna be really great promotion uh, yeah. pieces for all the comics that were on. And I, just, I just want to watch it because I couldn't make it out. Yeah, I mean, everybody did super good. There was a part in the show where. Uh, it, like, the mic and the Bluetooth made this loud, and it, it was, like, a constant ring for, like, a minute straight. And it was when Colton Cole was on stage, and oh, he's, yeah. in, like, in a wheelchair. I don't know if it's autism or whatever he has, but it, like, freaked him out, but it was so funny because he went with it. And he just kept rolling with it for, like, those two minutes. Holy shit, that's awesome. And then went back to his bit. Like, it was nothing. That's a pro. It, dude, I'm telling you, he was the best that night. Like... Mark Stuck was great. He headlined the event. But That's awesome. Colton surprised everyone, man. And it was so good he to see He kills that. every time I've seen him at the DIY. Actually, Colton Cole is going to be at uh, Fort Wayne this weekend. He's on the list. Oh, I nice. saw his name on the list. Nice. Yeah, he kills every time anywhere I've been. Oh, yeah. He's a murderer. He doesn't. I don't think I've ever seen him not hit before. And there's, I'm like, how do you do that? Because I, I would like to say that I am a good comedian. But then I look at other people and I'm like, what? the fuck but that's the constant like competitive nature that you gotta have is yeah like, that is true you gotta grow from that like if something like seeing colton kill like that i went home and wrote three more jokes yeah i was yeah. like that's just like you gotta just you gotta keep writing but also don't write bullshit like yeah. if you're just writing to write and you don't have anything that you think is actually like usable 
just save your time. I think you know, like, I think to add to what we've already been saying, uh, to be yourself on stage, be yourself when you're writing. Yeah, don't what? try to write like somebody else. It's not a novel. It's no. not a nonfiction. It's 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 who you are as as Stone or who you are as Brody or I who you are as a comedian. Yeah. I still battle. It. I do like, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I watch Sandler. All Sandler's my favorite. Fuck yeah. Of all time, and like it's so hard not to write like him sometimes when he's your idol. You know, like I wrote a joke about like how I have a hot cousin and then we buried her. You know, that's a lot. That's yeah. a Sandler style joke because. Sandler hits like maybe three times in a row and then he reverses the joke and then it's like, oh, oh, that's funny. Yeah. And it's like, he's a genius at writing. Yeah. Fuck. His just non, and that's another great example of being yourself. His nonchalantness, like on and off stage of just going on wearing baggy shorts and then just picking up a guitar. Like he's like. All right, here's and he's a, such a good musician yeah. too. And he writer, is. Like, he shreds on the guitar, dude. Shreds, dude. <laughs> I'm so mad I can't see him on tour because he's gonna be in. He's in Tampa this month, mm-hmm. and my parents live in Anna Maria, which is like an hour from Tampa. And Holy shit! And I was gonna be there next week. It's next week, and yeah. I was gonna be at my parents next week, and I was gonna go. But you can't. Why can't I, you go? I couldn't get off work. That's <laughs> stupid fucking stupid dicks, dicks dude. <laughs> God, I hate that fucking place. It's um, fine. I've been there like a month now. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's It's a job. Uh, it's yeah. income so you can drive. That's what I'm saying. Drive, drink beer, yeah. you know, yeah, go to shows. Yeah. That's honestly the only reason I shouldn't say the only reason why I'm still where I'm at I shouldn't say that. But there's two reasons why I'm still at like a regular day job. One, because the rent where I live is absolutely stupid. Yeah. And that's my fault. Yeah, it is your fault. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and two, because I need that gas money to go to Fort Wayne, to Valpo, to the drop. Like last week, I didn't go to the drop because I quite literally did not have the gas money or the gas to go. Yeah. This week, I'm going because I, first of all, need the practice because I have a show coming up this Saturday. Yeah. And B, like... I'm going Tuesday. Don't finally, holy I know, shit! Dude, holy Sorry. Shit. Anyway, <laughs> I haven't been there in like four months, four or five months. It legit upsets me when I don't see you there because like I, I think you kill every time, and like you said, it gives me motivation to get home and like I work. I have to wake up at three or three thirty. I will get home after the drop. It'll be around eleven, and I'm still like, okay, I have to, I have to like dedicate this time. And like so, maybe a joke you said will remind me of a moment in my life. And by the way, that's how I write. Yeah. When I hear other comedians talk about funny things, or even like it sparks. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh my god, this one moment with my grandma, she flashed her titties at me, and I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like just yeah. stupid. That was I not forget true. a joke that you have, but I kind I didn't steal it, but I it sparked an idea, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I appreciate that because I, I appreciate that I have that sort of effect. That on means people. it's a good joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Which one is it? I'm curious. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You have a lot of good ones. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of new ones I'm sitting on right now. I don't know. Dude, there's so much I'm sitting on right now. It just like, it makes me eager to write this week. Yeah. Today. It's like, oh. And then, and now finally going to the drop again, you're like, oh, you don't do anything new. Do that. Do like a personal challenge. Do like, don't do anything new. No, I'm doing all new stuff. I'm so excited to go. All I'm new so stuff. Excited to- All Dude. new stuff, and if there's an audience, I'm gonna try to crowd work. Crowd work, yeah. Dude. Or just old people that are coming. I heard there's a lot of people there now. The, uh, the last, so I wasn't there last week. I was a week. I was there the week before that. There was a good, hefty amount. Yeah, there's like 20 people, yeah. 20 comedians. Yeah, that's still a lot though. Even for an audience, pretty good. No, yeah. 
There's a uh, lot of comedians there. In Ger- oh yeah, I forgot you haven't been there. Yeah, there's a lot of comedians, and you you think that they're audience, but they're just there's a, a lot of new people. I heard. There's, I'm in the manager group chat at the drop, so yeah. like they're they're bitching about some people there. So it's like, do you? This is just because I'm nosy, and yeah. this is what this podcast is about. Do you guys shit on new comics that come no. in? Because when I first came in, I was like. Everyone hates me. I did. So no, that's bad. how it feels at every single place you go to. I'm not kidding. Okay. Like I went to Valpo, Woo. and I thought they hated me. Would absolutely hate my sexual jokes. That's all I did. They were like, "This kid's just a perv." Like your comedic career is over, over because it, yeah, done. I no. felt the same way. Jeff came up to me the second time I went there, and he goes, "I love you." Yes. You are so good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's all I needed. I'm good. Yeah. Like, that's the owner. Like, all John, and I, I give John a lot of credit. I've talked to him about, I've talked about him in like two He's gotten so much better. Dude. I want to talk about that for a quick, quick moment. There was a point where John was like, like, he was good, but he could be so much better. And then he just took off. Like, it's just like a rocket ship going into space, and he just keeps getting better, 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 better. Every single show he's on, he just gets so much better. He's himself. Oh, dude, I love that guy. Is it fantastic to see that? Yeah. Like, Fuck yes, dude. So nice. I like, if I cannot, like, reiterate this enough and put so much emphasis on it, the comedy community is truly a great place to be. You're going to have your gatekeepers. It can and it can't be. Let me let me explain my yeah. experience. So far, the especially around the area. Now, not so much the place in Fort Wayne because I don't know if it's not because I'm not connected or you know, or if it's that you know, yeah, that. Um, but from my experience, there's a lot of people who are like, you know what, you're good. We want to bring you in. We want to help you out. I love what the drop does with having the writing thing at the end of each month. That's the workshop. That's really cool. But it, it's a very welcoming community. I know there's darkness to it. I know there's people who are gonna hate on you. But a lot of the times, and at least this is what I feel with other people from my experience so far, is like it's very welcoming and helping. Like just like you, I didn't know you six months ago, but now you're over at my apartment and you're on my podcast, and you know I've I've gone with you to your show at Valpo just to go, just because I wanted to see you. Yeah. So it, the community is really cool. But what did, what did you have to say on it? It's like my first time going in the drop. It was weird. I talked to Heather about it. I asked her. I went up to her the second time I went. And she helped me out. She was like, just don't do that much stuff. Like, don't do that much sex jokes. And I was like, okay. And that was the criticism. Hearing that from the owner of the mic that I go to every week, the mm-hmm. only mic. And I was like, okay. That, like, put a big halt in, like, what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, like, almost made me stop going. So then I went to John, and I was like, I got to start writing, like, different kind of styles. Yeah. And he was like, no, you don't. And he was like, just write what you want to write. And I was like, Okay. So he helped me write what I wanted to write. That was cool. And I kept doing it, kept doing it. It became the thing. And uh, then I was on their show. I was on their show the next weekend. I was on their show the next weekend. And then she asked me to be an intern, her, me and John. And, yeah, now we're pretty much managers or intern managers or whatever. But, yeah. It's that's cool, dude. Yeah, you just – I think to get into a place, you got to keep going, kind of keep showing up, be the most positive guy there. Listen to criticism as much as it sucks, but they're mostly right. Um, yeah. Unless they're an audience, fuck you. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, the comedy commu- community is like, it's different. I gotta say, it's different than anything I've been a part of. Because as much positive as there, there's so negative. 
Okay, what's the negative of it? Like, just like the like, there's a lot of older comedians. This is the point where like I'm about to get fed up. They're like, there's a lot of older comedians that don't like young guys. That don't like the young guys that are kind of popping off because they've been in the game for a while. Yeah. And they didn't know. And this is what I experienced at the drop. And they didn't know. They were like, oh, this kid's popping off. Fuck this guy. He has one style of comedy. That's all I can do. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And then you know, it's just like the oh, this pisses me off. They're like. Oh, comedy is building depression, blah, 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 depression, uh, alcoholic, whatever, whatever. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, yeah. comedy is so positive. It's so funny. You are making people laugh. Yeah. yeah. Not because of your depression. No. Because you wrote that joke out and you performed it and you delivered it the way that, in just an art. It's just an art. That's yeah. why That's why it's so good. It's not because of your depression. It's not because this happened to you in your life or whatever. That's... That's the part that really pisses me off about, like, not older comics, just the the, the mindset out, that they have. That some of them have, yeah. And, yeah. That, and that sometimes can really get to you. Like, I had to get over it. I'm still on it a little bit, obviously, yeah. but... I mean, I think it's, it's, it's you're in your right to be upset about that, and they're in their right to be upset about that as well. But to start, like, criticizing you, knowing that it might affect, you know, you still coming, you still... And that's where it takes a little bit of uh, mental strength on your part to be like, you know what? And that's where the good community comes in, where you, like, you rely on the other comics, you know, like, hey, man, like, I just got this uh, criticism from this guy. What do you think? And I always go for a second opinion of people. And it's not to shit on the first person I go to. I just want a well-rounded joke. That if my joke didn't do good for this guy, is he just bitter at me? Or is it really not a good joke? And so that's you just got to have that uh, due diligence on your part to seek out more than one opinion because there's more than one comic and there's more than one way to do comedy. And yeah, yeah. I got told that my the mics that I run in Elkhart aren't gonna be anything uh, because the Elkhart community sucks ass. Yeah. And I'm like, I've thrown six six shows that almost sold out every single one, and uh, guess what? They all keep coming back. Yeah. So, and he was just like dogging me for it. And like, I had like three other people text me in, in a group chat saying like, dude, don't worry about him. Like, he's just dogging. Yeah. To dog. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't I care. I didn't care. It didn't take any offense to me. I'm like, you're not the one on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not even here, dude. Yeah. Like, it, so that, it, that's the part I would look for going to different clubs or staying with the, with the same club, whether it's the drop, whether it's the market, whether it's Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. When you stay with a club long enough, make sure they respect you to a point. What do you mean by that? As in, like, know your worth. Uh, get paid for your shows, unless you're working. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how I started at the job, I didn't get paid for the longest time. Yeah. Or for a while. Um, because I was working. Like, I was cleaning tables. That's how I got my time. And then, as I came, like, an intern, then I started getting paid for every show and stuff like that, you know? Cool. So, like, be gracious. Like, sometimes, like, you're not going to get paid for some shows, but that's okay. Yeah. Like, just, it's good enough to get in front of people. Yeah. Is what I say. That's kind of my mindset right now. And, like, you you know, not to, because I know my own, I know my own worth. Yeah, exactly. But I think, I think with the ability of going in the military and really earning your worth there, I can respect that in this realm. I think I have a little bit more uh, pushback than people would like, right. and I'm just referencing from uh, uh, experiences that I've had at my uh, day job, not necessarily in the com- comedian world. But um, when it comes to that, I can already see myself having a little pushback, and not in the negative sense, and not in the disrespectful sense, but like, if I know my worth, I'm going to let you know what my worth is. Yeah. And I don't know. 
maybe call that hard headedness, call that knowing your worth. No, it's fine. It's 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 a level of confidence that you have to have too. Yeah, I think like now I would love like now I get paid for pretty much every show that I'm on, which is awesome. Which is like, fucking sick. Yeah. yeah, like I love doing that. Like I love getting paid. Obviously, it's fun to do what you love and get paid for it. But also, it's like I don't care enough right. to like you know. Like, it's just... Like you said, just to get on that mic, that's where I'm at right now in my head. Like, just to get the open mic, just to get the Fort Wayne... But it's not just where... Sometimes you say just where I'm at. But, like, I'm not far ahead of you at all. Right. Like, Like, I'm still getting on stages sometimes where, like... Like, if I do a charity event or if I go out and I'm in... Goshen Hall Park or something, you know, like <laughs> that's not existent, know. but yeah, not existent, but you know, what I mean, like <laughs> yeah. I would just do that to get on in front of the Goshen town. Like, yeah, that's there. We're actually in the talk right now of a Goshen outside show. Is it with the art house? Something, yeah. Is it with? Is it someone? With, I don't yeah. Know. So whoever has the big yard in Goshen, like in town or something, I don't know. I don't know. That. Uh, have you seen back here? I'll We're show you. On it. I'll show you back here. This is. It's not. It's owned by the town. But there's been venues that have been put on back there, and they're gonna build a right behind my apartment complex. They're gonna build a uh, theater, and they haven't yet, and or they they dropped the idea. I think if we get a stage and stuff out there, that would be a perfect spot. And I've been meaning to talk to the people that could make that happen, and some of the bigger comedians that have that connection, because that for sure can be a big show. Because yeah, <coughs> twenty five paces that way is, is the Goshen Brewing Company. Yep, and that's where and the Goshen Brewing they're Company. Big. Are huge with advertisement on uh, music people. They they only do musicians because yeah. I've emailed them before. Oh really? Yeah. Actually, for uh, the Night of Comedy Magic, our part two, oh, I was yeah. trying to get us all in there, but they're like, no. We so should... are we doing a second show? January. January. Oh, okay. I told you that. Yeah. For fuck. sure, January. Because this last one, there was poor communication on his part, and it, I thought it was that, and then he was like, no, it's just for my birthday. I was like, okay. Very. Yeah, I was confused. I thought that was the show. I was like, oh, I didn't get booked. I was like, oh, no. that hurts. <laughs> nope, that wasn't that. He doesn't communicate well. But yeah, I so I just, at Dick's, <laughs> um, <laughs> I work with this guy named Kevin Hatcher. Kevin, what's up? Uh, Kevin but he, Hatcher. He is... H-A-T-C? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, God, I'm good. He is... He used to run the nightlife for like... Elkhart and stuff like Pete Mayer was like his second hand. Why the man. fuck is he at Dicks? It's just a different like he he was gonna do that full time, but the city I guess couldn't like pay for his like they didn't have enough budget for him. But he like has so many events and stuff like that. So I'm working with him right now about Whoa, getting some shows together. That'd be sick. Like dude. he know like he knows Pete Mayer like That's closely. Cool. So like he he has a lot of connections. That's like, cool. He, he used to be like an event host, like like he or an event planner. Oh, he has so many connections. Yeah. So we're about to do some big stuff. There's some big stuff coming. That's I got a lot of I like I got a lot of good comics on my hand. That's dope, lot, I got a lot of people. Dog. And I, actually, that's another thing I want to hit on, and then we can end it here soon because we okay. can go for thirty-seven some minutes. All right. Um, I like that in the community. Uh, again, just from my experience, a lot of comedians bring up other ones that they see are working, are putting you know things together, are going to open mics and stuff. And John's a big proponent of that. Yeah. Uh, you're a big proponent of that, and I could just name a whole handful of people, and I won't you know get into it. But those are two names, obviously, you've talked about so far. So why do you feel like you do you feel like you have to do that, or is that because to me it just seems like that's something you naturally do. Like if you see a comic you like, you're like, hey man, like come out here and you just give me tips all the time so like why do you do that let me ask you a question yeah 
Who would you Who would you be the most comfortable with on a show? Your top three people. Who would you Who would you do the best with? You would be one of them. Okay. Because I we have the same type of personality, so that could feed into the show. Yeah. Um, I would personally like to do a show with John just because I look up to him. So okay. it'd be cool to be on a show with him. Yeah. Um, and then I like Morgan a lot. Okay. So the, you take those three people everywhere you go mm-hmm. because you're going to do the best with those three people. Oh. And not only you, you're going to do the best, but let's, I'm not saying I'm on a different level than you, but if I bring you to a show, you're getting more time on stage. Yeah. You're getting paid for a show too. So are those, so am I. Yeah. So why not we all do it together? Also, if I'm bringing Colton, if I'm bringing John Osborne, who's a mentor to me, or if I'm bringing you, or if I'm bringing whoever is like part of shows with me we're we're all gonna do better yeah that is true I like, see that it's point. one big hangout and we're all getting paid and we're all doing what we love yeah there's no nervousness that goes on there whenever I go with Colton somewhere like I'm never nervous yeah you're just already like you're with your buddy you're just fucking shooting the shit and then oh wait by the way I gotta go on stage and do this exactly oh so, I see different. Yeah. That's a sick connection. I appreciate that because that, that's going to make me look at things differently. Yeah. Like, it, like, I don't get why you would take, like, even my drop people that I love, like Jenny. Like, I take Jenny on shows or she takes me on shows sometimes. Like, it's, it's just different. Like, it's just like, if you keep the group together, yeah, then you're always going to grow and get better and at least to different connections of different shows. And it's just, it's a, it's a big network, but also... It benefits every single one of you. Yeah. Like, it just helps everybody, which is, like, also cool because you get to hang out and just be bu- do yeah, comedy. Just chill you know? and so, is that why there's green rooms? That's why there's green rooms. Holy shit. Because right. comics bring other people. That's wild. Yeah, I was really hoping to see Shane Gillis at last night's game. Yeah, I, I was pretty fucking bummed when I didn't. He wasn't even on the big screen. I was like, there's disrespect. I was bummed I didn't even fucking go, dude. I was so. I got you next time. I got you next time. I know, dude. I was just. I was mad. I didn't even tailgate. Like I I haven't tailgated once this year yet. I've I've actually only tailgated once, and then I got too fucked up. I left. (laughs) Dude, yeah. I mean that. You know, it's every time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna go to the game afterwards. Right? No, we're not. Yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. I uh, there was this. I think it was last year. I went to one with, like, all my college friends. Or they just showed up. I don't really remember. <laughs> um, but we got there. It was, like, oh, it was like 11.30 in the morning. Yeah. When was that, like, 7? Oh, it was a night game. Yeah, we had tickets. Uh, and, I mean, by 3 o'clock, I was done. And I remember walking. In, I don't remember walking in the game, but I do. So <laughs> it's very blurry. Where this this story gets all over the place here in a second. So we're drinking. We're all doing shots. We're like, we got to drink. My so the tailgate that I was at was my sister's friend's parents. Cool. And they're older. They're like twenty five or whatever. So <laughs> fuck you, dude. The oldest shit. So um, we're at their tailgate, and they go, we don't want to take all this alcohol home. So you guys got to drink it all. Oh, and we we're like, shit. that's a challenge. Yeah. So there was like maybe thirty shooters left. Maybe nothing. maybe two twelve packs of beer. Was it IPAs or just regular beer? Regular beer. I Co- fucked up and brought six, two six packs of IPAs to the. Dr- Fuck that. Yeah, I got fucked up. We had like two packs of beer, <coughs> two packs of Trulies or whatever. There's a lot left. Yeah. So I was like, I need some reinforcement a little bit. So I had like ten shooters to myself. Oh my. Like God. four four or five beers, 
like in a row. Like this wasn't a break. Like we were just bah, bah, doing bah, whatever bah. we could. We were challenging each other. We were playing beer pong. It was rolling. And uh, and then we started walking in the game, and that's where everything was fuzzy. I was I remember getting past the guard, and Blake, my buddy Blake, looking at me, he goes, "How did you get past him?" And I was like, "I don't know." And then I like my consciousness woke up, like in like the second quarter before halftime, uh. And, like, I just, like, remembered what I was doing. Like, my consciousness came alive. You retained it. Yeah. And, like, I was, like, getting sober again. And I was, like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> You're, like, my daughter like, day? Yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I, I asked my buddy. I was, like, have I been asleep this whole time? Like, what's going on? He was, like, dude, you've been just chilling watching the game. Like, having fun. I'm, like, that's lit, dude. Like, even drunk me likes football. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I don't want to be the drunk that passes out. Yeah, you know, dude. fuck that. Let's have fun. So then, like. I'm still pissed drunk, though, even though I'm conscious now. Like, and now I'm starting to, like, actually remember things. And I have to go to the bathroom by myself. They made me go by myself. What? I didn't know where the fuck I was going. <laughs> You're like, where, where are we sitting? I've been in that stadium, like, 40-plus times probably in my life. I don't even know where the bathrooms dude, are. it's so big. Oh, dude. And I was walking down the stairs, and I remember struggling. I remember asking an officer... I was like, where are the bathrooms? <laughs> I was like, I don't fucking know, dude. And he showed me where the bathrooms are. Oh, wow. And, and I go to take a piss. This is the funniest part of the story. I go to take a piss. This guy comes in. This big old dude, like a Ditka look kind of guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Comes in, bro. And he's tall. He's a tall, fat dude. And he comes in the urinal next to me. He looks over at my dick. What the? No, you're lying. I swear to God. And he goes, nice. Fist bumps me. And then just kept peeing as he walked away to the faucet. Oh, he was fucked Pulled up. up his pants and then got arrested. Oh, he was fucked up, dude. It was great. That's awesome. So, I mean, like, I got my dick approved by Ditka. So, that's pretty <laughs> cool. But, no, yeah. And then it, the rest of the game was fun. I just sobered up and it was fine. I had, That's where I got my first ever TikTok in the... This guy dancing. He was super drunk. And they twerked on the people behind him. It was it was a wild game, bro. Whoa. Dude, who were they playing? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Navy. I don't know. Dude. Oh, uh, dude. The Notre Dame-Navy game is always my favorite to go to. My dad got hit. It was uh, USC. 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 Oh, dude. That's a great game to go to, too. Game. It was a blowout, though. Yeah. Oh, it's like yeah. last year they sucked. Yeah. Or oh, whoever. They, I don't think we played USC last year. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we played USC last year. I don't remember what game it was. Honestly. We sucked. I didn't follow them much because uh, it was like the first three or four games. I was like, oh. It was super cold too. I remember that. I was in shorts. That was my fault. But yeah, you're like you're like you're like a shorter, fatter Shane Gillis. No, for real. That's why I get told like, <laughs> all the time. I get told that it's fine. Yeah, I'll take it. That's like true though. Like that's not like an insult. That's like that's just who you are. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind it anymore. <laughs> I did it first. I was like, I'm not that. Yeah, fuck you, man. Yeah. I'm like, he's not that fat. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, but you're fat. I'll take it, you know. Like, oh, that's so funny, man. And he's not that much taller than me. I've stood up next to him. He's not that much taller. You met him? Yes. You met Shane? Like, I said, I like gave him a head nod. And I was in the same room. I was in the same room as him. He's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Tell me that story. At South Bend. When the Burt, the Burt tour came in town? Yeah, but that was outside. Yeah, but they stayed... So, at the South Bend Cup Stadium, they stayed in the Performance Center. Oh, really? My buddy works in the Performance Center. Has been for, like, years. So, you... So, Got my buddy friends. brought me in. Yo! And I saw Bert when Bert came in after the show. Yeah. 
Like, he was talking to his daughters. He had a live camera on him, everything. I was right there behind Bert the entire time. That's cool as fuck, dude. When Bert was camp, I actually bumped into Bert, and Bert said, I'm sorry. Oh, today. sorry, man. Yeah, so, and he was eating food with his shirt off. It was so funny. Of course. So he was, like, coming up the stairs, and I didn't see him because I was talking to Bryce. But, like, he saw me, and, like, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but he, like, kind of bumped into me. He goes, oh, sorry, man. And, like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey, what's up, bro? He goes, hey. And then, like, kept eating and talking to Isla or whatever. It was so funny. Yo, but, I shit breaks. You know, I didn't say anything to anybody because, like, it would be you don't Shane know. And, Shane and Sal are sitting together. Oh, my fuck. Like, dude. looking over Those the are, cages. That's pillars, man. Pillars. And then uh, Bert was just talking to his family or whatever. And then uh, Taylor and everybody was talking in the corner. Taylor, dude, I have like... She's fucking... Not only is she goddamn gorgeous, yeah. but she is... She's my age, man. She's like, I think a year or so older than me. She probably did the best. Rather dude. than Bert. Okay, I don't know about that. Rather than Bert and Sal. Okay, I think Sal... I think it was it was my first time seeing like an Impractical Joker, so I was really excited about that. But I, she for sure did better. Okay, than you were Sal. there. So who do you Shane. think did the best? Shane. Shane was my absolute yeah, fucking I favorite. Agree. I agree. I fell out of. By the way, I took five shots before I came. I was fucking out of my mind. I was on the field. I bought tickets on the field. <laughs> I know field. you were at that low. Yeah, yeah. I was out of my mind. Drunk. I was kind of like you, except just like slumped in my chair and I was drunk instead yeah. of drunk. And when Shane Gillis got on, my body was like, whoa, shit. I fell out of my chair laughing. Again, probably because I was drunk. But I fell out of my chair. He was cracking me up. And when he does his like, he does his, um, um, uh, his, he does his one funny face. Oh yeah, he was like when he's talking about the special Olympics yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my! Because he looks God. like he's special. He does, yeah. He yeah. looks like he's special, and he just he has to just make his face a certain yeah. way, and yeah. he looks it. Like, how did you just morph your face? And that's all the thought I was going through my head. Not only that, dude. He he walked a line that show. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was. Yeah, that was borderline racist jokes, and everybody, everybody around me, because I was like. Like maybe three rows off of home plate. Like I was, I was right behind the, the third base dugout. Oh, right that's cool. It. So I like I wasn't originally there. So I was originally in the outfield, like oh. towards the left side on the third baseline. So yeah. you can like see like kind of the side of the stage, but you still see everything. Yeah. And they're like, "Fuck it, let's move." And then we just stole so many seats that were never nice. there, and it was it was pretty fun. Dude, nine times out of ten, that'll work. You just gotta find the right ones. Right, exactly. You just gotta be smart about it. And only, we, yeah. And then we sat there. We had a we had a guy get kicked out behind us. That was pretty cool. But <laughs> I thought Shane did the best. I thought Taylor was a close second. Oh, for sure. I think Bert would be put in third. I loved Bert stuff, um, and then I don't even like to rank them because they were just like they're they're all so good, yeah. yeah. But I was I was I was um, the host fucking sucked. Yeah, the host sucked, and I was really let down by uh, Sal. No, like, I Sal, love Sal. Not shit. Just, listen, not to say no. Sal was bad, but it was my first time seeing a Practical Joker. He's one of the biggest like um, he is the biggest. He's one of the biggest. Comedians are part of that group because Q doesn't even do comedy. No, Murr does comedy, does stand up. Q does stand up barely. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, he's the biggest one of them bunch. He should be the funniest. And I was kind of like, I didn't just chuckle, but I was. It was like it was almost a chuckle for a couple of his jokes. I was like, oh, all right. But, he he was he was a little slow at the start. Yeah, but then he like got into it, and then the bit about the girl in South Bend. Oh my that god, that was yes. so good. That Who was, was the nice. host? Because uh, 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 Big J Okerson was funny. BJ wasn't there. Yeah, he was. No, Big J was not there. Yes, he was. I'm telling you right now, Big J was, was not there. Was I bad?
Yeah, imagine yeah. a whole set yeah. by Big J. <laughs> Big J was not there. Holy shit. I swear to God. I no, Big J was not. I would remember that because I was sober. He was not there. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought the first guy on after the host was Big J. No, it's just the shorter fat dude. Oh, well, I was a football player. But I yeah. was real No. Who was the host? Because I didn't even recognize he him. He sucked ass. I forget his name. Look it up real quick. He sucked balls. Not only did he suck as a host... None of his jokes were funny. I think he had one joke the entire night that was actually... Dude, I don't even look that up. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to look that up. But he sucked balls. It was so bad, dude. Yeah. It was like... It wasn't like... It was so bad enough, it was like cringy. We were like, fucking bring on the next person. Yeah, we're like... DJ oh. before the show, bang it. That was dope. She's like, she actually travels with Bert. Yeah, I know. She yeah. travels like every show with Bert. Yeah. yeah it's so dope. She, she was, was so dope. good. Yeah. She was so good. And she was jamming, like dancing by herself. Yeah. I was like, get it! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> she's hot. She's hot. Yeah, yeah dude. She's hot. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Taylor. Dude. Taylor's like Taylor's the only hot. like comedian that I have allowed myself to have a crush on. Nikki Glazer? She's hot, but like to have a legitimate crush on, like if I would, in a perfect environment, if I was single and a comedian in a professional environment, I would legitimately shoot my shot for Taylor. God, like, hey, like I'd like to be in a relationship with you and shoot my game and all that. With any other comedian, I wouldn't allow. Is that how you shoot your shot? No, not at all. I'm not gonna relationship with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's like Tom Cruise style. He just like puts his shades on. He's like, I may be five six, but my dick is two seven. Yeah, he is. He's creepy. Tom Cruise. He's a lizard. I don't know how I feel about him. He's anymore. a lizard. Fuck him. Miles Teller. Great. Miles Teller's dope. Great. He met Shane. He met Shane. That's right. I reference Shane too much in my life. I just, Shane's my. <laughs> yeah. I look <laughs> like him. I'm becoming him. I he's, don't know. he's my favorite alive comedian. Stavros right now. right now is my favorite. Stavros easily. Why? Because he does a lot of crowd work. But uh, yeah, you're like I love crowd. Work. Not only that, but his jokes are so good. Like he's so. And, like, his YouTube is so funny, too. Yeah. Like, he's funny everywhere. Yeah. Like, just being a person. He's just like, who it, Yeah, exactly. Back to what we were originally saying. He's just himself, and it's just, been successful yeah. for him. Yeah. And that's what's up. Some people do suck. Being themselves. As yeah. people. Some people do suck. I think that's when you just need to get out more in life. And, like, that what I was talking about when I lived you my... You need new friends. You just need to get out more. Yeah, you need new friends. You need to put your. You need to put yourself in a different environment you're not used to. Yeah. And allow yourself to be in that moment. That's a, that's all it takes. That's all it is. So I'm gonna end the pod, dude. So plug all of your stuff, your websites, um, your shows coming up. Stone Norman, basically on anything, uh, Instagram, Facebook. If you're a creep, uh, I feel like I feel like Facebook people are just all people that want to know what like their mom posts about them. It's you just know, your like, family on Facebook, yeah, yeah, basically. But everything on TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Um, clips are coming out soon. Uh, I have a clip coming out like every month now, which is kind of sick. Uh, but featuring December, my phone's over there. Uh, while, while he does that, no, I'm just kidding. He's back. No, it's okay. Uh, featuring at Valpo, at the market, on the, holy shit. I can edit. Yo, that's fucking awesome. Thank you for that. Fuck, what day is it, man? This is dumb to have. Uh, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yeah, I can edit this. This is live. Freaking out. Give me one second. While you do this, I'm going to plug my shit. Okay, do it. So, for me, I'm going to plug my stuff. 
uh, this Saturday, November 12th, I will be in Cassopolis, Michigan. Uh, there's going to be a fire dancer, a magician, and a comedian. Uh, it's $20 to get in. It's at the um, Marketplace. Market Lounge. Uh, yeah, the... No, no, the market. It's, um, it's in Cassopolis, Michigan. It's not oh, Buffalo. Yeah, it's a shit. different place. It's a legit venue, dude. Nice. So it's at the marketplace in Cassopolis, Michigan. Uh, come out. It's gonna be awesome. Again, I, there's gonna be a fire dancer there and a magician. And then uh, I have a show in Plymouth, Indiana, December third. It's gonna be Christmas themed. Um, Santa's gonna be there, I think. Uh, come out to that. And Stone, what do you have to plug? Uh, okay, so this weekend, Saturday, November. Um, 12th uh, and 11th, their show's going on at the drop. I'm on the 12th, 10 o'clock show, and probably 8 o'clock. Uh, be there, be square. Um, big show alert. I'm going to be in December on the 16th, featuring at the Marketplace Lounge in Valparaiso. Uh, come out. Jeff Webb, awesome owner, awesome place to do comedy. Place sells out, so get your tickets soon. I'm um, going there. Yeah, it's going to be lit, dude. There's a lot of big comics. Chris Farley's brother was there. Oh, like, I saw that. A month ago or something like that. Yeah, I Crazy. Saw that. So, um, they're producing their own mics and stuff every Thursday if you guys want to come out to the 112 Club. Um, it's just, a very good venue. Uh, just come there, have fun. We're going to have a showcase show next week. Um, so For comedy or for music? For comedy. Whoa. So be aware. Sick. All right. Thanks, Tom, for coming. I appreciate it, man. We'll see you guys later.
Gotcha. I can't do nothing with you.